let's touch on McCaffrey. Let's look at that Chiefs uh, 49ers game. And Colin, we have to, have to hold the hands up. Mahomes was absolutely stunning on Sunday. Uh, three passing touchdowns. 25-34, over 423, or sorry, over 420 yards on the day, and um, Juju looks great, he had his Ronaldo celebration, Valdez Scantling, Travis Kelsey, all combining for, you know, together for over 200, well, nearly more than 300 yards, that's ridiculous. Uh, I think you know when you could Chad Henney coming into the game at the start of the fourth, you've got a serious problem there in that sense, but um, it didn't work out for McCaffrey in his first game, Um I know Brian was saying that we did, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. You know, the podcast was recorded on Thursday and it went out uh, overnight on Thursday, and it actually dropped. I haven't really talked about this on the air. It dropped when I was going to bed at ten to five on Friday morning. So I, I just want to thank Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Thanks a million lads for that two hour sleep on Thursday night. But I'm stunned nobody offered a first for him. Uh, I know we can sit here and we can talk about the value in the market and all, well they still got a good deal, yada yada yada, I, I really thought somebody would have bid at that, um, but I'm intrigued to see what Kyle Shanahan is thinking here, I really am, Jimmy Grapple had a shocker of a day, I know you're very, uh, you know, you, you, you enjoy analysing his performances column shall we say, uh, but I just don't see where, I, I was surprised he went to the Niners, is it fair to say that? I could have seen, I could have picked four or five teams on my right hand I thought he would have go to and I didn't I would not have picked the Niners that being said I wish him the best um, well it ultimately came down to the Niners and the Rams but there were a few other teams involved to be honest I, I think him going to the Niners tells you everything you need to know about what they think about um, Jimmy G I ultimately there is there's an incredible book to be written about the John Lynch Kyle Shanahan years in the Bay Area and what has gone on in, in terms of uh, running backs and, and the way in which they they've utilized running backs uh, in terms of the draft and, and trades and Jimmy and, and everything else I, I think it's a team that looked around the NFC and said, this is this is winnable. We can go out and we could potentially make a, a serious run here. And talked about it, you never know what is going to happen. You look around the league and, and you see a significant number of injuries yesterday again and serious injuries. So if the opportunity is there to, to make a run, I can understand why teams figure they they have to to try, but it does put them in the predicament of I suppose not having um, a whole lot to to go on in the future. But they're going to say, look, we we need to win a, a ring, and we've invested all this in now, and we'll figure out the future when we figure it out. Look, they there will be better days for the 49ers. They ran into a Chiefs outfit yesterday who are fantastic. And we've talked about it on the show before. Andy Reid is an absolute magician. And Aaron Brood, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the everything, everything worked for them yesterday. They came up with a brilliant plan to nullify Bosa. Um, but a lot of what I suppose people thought might impact on the, the Chiefs in that point Tyreek Hill was gone just hasn't happened uh so stats offensive plays of 20 plus yards um through the first seven games last year 23 this year 37 nearly nearly doubled it despite not having Tyreek Hill um they are converting 47 percent of their third and longs now that is 
probably not sustainable to keep it at that level, but it tells you where they're at. And I was listening to the Athletic podcast um, on my way to work this morning, and they had this insane stat. So since Mahomes came into the, the league with the Chiefs, there have been 18 games where he has been down by 10 points or more, by at least 10 points during the game. He has a winning record in those games. He's 10 and 8. The next closest team is the Eagles, who've put themselves in a, a hole on 26 occasions, and they have 8 and 18. So it, it is just insanity what Patrick Mahomes, he, he is never dead and buried. I mean, that's the thing about this game yesterday. They went down by 10 points. They threw the interception, and it just never felt like, you know, it was like the blink of an eye, and they were back in it. Brian, uh, just on what Colm said there, first off, I can't believe he wasn't listening to my podcast. Thanks for that, Colm. And people that are w- watching this live, get a comment in on YouTube, search Irish NFL Show. We'll get we'll get to your comments at the end. Really appreciate it. Uh, Brian, the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan are now 1 for 30 when they're trailing by three or more points entering the fourth quarter. There, right, right, let me take this and put this to two sides. There are a lot of Niners fans that listen to this podcast, a lot of Niners fans in Ireland that are obviously very excited of McCaffrey coming in. Um, and obviously, he's a phenom of a running back. He's the best running back in the league, obviously. My issue with the whole situation is, does Kyle Shanahan have a plan for this team? What is the plan for this team? Because I just don't see what he's at. And the granted, he has, he's been given a bit of a bad hand in terms of what happened to Trey Lance, but it's just... There's so many things going on. The only thing you could say about them at the minute is... The NFC is complete trash. So they have a hell of a chance as it stands. All they got to do is win, what, six more games? And they've got a shot at the big time, at the Roses for Lee in February. Who knows? But uh, Chiefs look good. What's his plan, Michael? I would suggest the plan is to play strong defensive football. They were number one defense going into the game yesterday and then rely on Garoppolo to win games and be efficient on on. On his side, of the, his side of the ball in terms of the offense, we didn't see either of that yesterday. Obviously, Collins alluded to Jimmy Garoppolo as well with his bad play. I think they've had seven turnovers in the space of two weeks. Um, that's not good. And then defensively yesterday, um, DeMarco Ryan is that the defensive quarter. He's the guy that gets all the, uh, the attributes for how great he is. His base in Salah left. When yesterday in the second half, the Chiefs put, put up 30 points on them. And he never adjusted the defense once. He went zone throughout the course of the game and Usually when you play against the Chiefs, you try to go man-to-man and disturb the wide receivers and try to lock them down as best you can. He didn't do that yesterday. So let's play zone. He didn't adjust, which I found very unusual. I was listening to a podcast and what Colin was saying. On this one this morning, immediately they said, why didn't they adjust when you realise it wasn't working? Flip to something else. You know what you're going to get from this Chiefs team. The explosive play after explosive play. What I, From a Chiefs perspective, what really impressed me again, and we've seen it time and time again this season, red zone efficiency. They were four for five. In the red zone, it's like when they get into the red zone, you can forget about it. It's a touchdown. Trying to hold them to field goals is very difficult. And they're getting plays from everybody right now. You've called out all the players that are performing. I looked at the Chiefs' schedule. They're on a boy next week. And you were saying last week about, are we, is it a likelihood that we will see the Chiefs and the Bills in, the, in a in a potential playoff game? It's hard to see how they won't play each other. Like the Ravens have their struggles, and we thought they'd be close in the Chargers. I mean, they're the biggest pair of sp- the biggest spoofers I've ever seen in the NFL world. So we'll get to them shortly. Um, I mean, who's going to stop these two these two teams? Chiefs next week. Sorry, they're on a boy. Then they play Titans at home. No chance for Titans in that game. And then they play the Jags at home before they go to the Chargers, who 
our soft soft sides so um i tell you what we'll we'll wrap it up and we'll come back (laughs) Uh, after Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm taking <laughs> no, that. I'm just saying, like, you, you, said, you said it yourself last week. How can you see these two teams? You know, the AFC, these two teams are, mar- are murky. They stand out in the AFC. But uh, look, yeah, I just, yeah, so the 49ers are going to correct this. They'll correct it by playing strong defense and Garoppolo stops turning the ball over. That'd, that'd be a, a helping hand. Let's talk about the uh, Chargers. Let, let's talk about the Seahawks call. Seahawks run ragged on them. Uh, fantastic performance any word on i haven't seen this to be fair is there any word on jesse jackson because there was obviously that injury situation yesterday um i wouldn't go as far as saying they're spoofers they have issues there's many teams in, in the league in both the afc and the nfc at the minute that have issues but we can work on issues it's only week seven yeah am i wrong to suggest that who wants to go for us? Come on, Carl. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. You you go, Brian, because I want to talk about the Seahawks. JC Jackson is gone for this season and potentially into a large part of next season. That's how severe. Where, where was that announced? I've completely missed that. Yeah, well, I've seen, seen something there this evening that he's definitely gone for the season and the likelihood is it'll be a struggle. That's for awful him. for him. Yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, and then there was also a thing around why the Patriots didn't. Uh, look to sign him up and lock him into a contract because they had concerns about his knee for quite some time and the medical people were telling Belichick not to go near him with a long-term contract. This was actually part of the whole story that I was reading to see the fact that he is gone. Um, so it looks like he's gone. Uh, they've also, I think they lost some other offensive line guy yesterday. Look, um, I don't know why I picked the charge in this game. Like I, Brandon Staley is, was brought in to fix this defence. He's going up against Pete Carroll and for all the love and hate Pete Carroll gets on, on this show and from the NFL circles, Pete Carroll's a, a very good head coach and he's going up against Brandon Staley who was brought in to fix this defence and yeah, here we are two years later and can't seem to fix it, can't seem to fix the same team that was causing all the trouble last year which was the run game. I mean, Kenny Walker Jr., in fairness, he's had a really good start to his NFL career. It wasn't like he just shot out of a cannon yesterday. He's been playing really well he played well last week and scoring a touchdown against the Cards the week prior in, in New Orleans but he, they couldn't stop him yes he went up and down the field and scored two touchdowns you're going to get to Gino I'm sure but like again Gino 20 for 27 210 two touchdowns but the Chargers like Herbert last week didn't look comfortable against the Broncos I put it down to the Broncos defense being very strong but it was going to be yesterday against defense that's been quite poor for large parts of the season and they got to him they got to him like three and a half sacks in the game um, okay there's there's just signs of improvement with this defence but they're, they're I just don't I just don't get the charges um, we, everybody felt they were really strong going into the season but I just don't think it's going to happen for them I just I, I said they come bottom of the division and it might still be the case but I just I, I've got them sure it's all yours go I think if Colin wants to talk about the Seahawks, I'll, I'll talk about the Chargers, and then we can wrap this game up. Um, I, I get what Brian's saying, but I, I don't think they'll finish bottom of the West. I think I think one of the really really intriguing things for the Chargers because the thing that they really missed out on last year was getting to that wild card spot, and it was on it was on Staley at the time. And if if it happens again this year with the talent that they have, he's he's going to be out of a job. There's there, there's no doubt about it. Um, Herbert didn't have a great day. He's 33, 51. If that went to 37 or 38, he would have had another seven points probably and it would have been a lot closer. But Seattle, Seattle run them ragged. I think, Colm, that the thing for me that was interesting with the Chargers was you still got guys like Akron and Williams performing. They just need to take it up a level over the next few weeks. To get the, the thing that they've got going for them is they have to play the Raiders and the Broncos again. they got to turn it on against other teams. They were run ragged yesterday. Uh, but at the same time, 
they still aren't starting games well. They let in 17 points in the first quarter. That's going to be a massive issue for them going forward. But look, the Seahawks, you have to hold your hands up. Geno Smith and the Seahawks team yesterday played absolutely excellent. Uh, Kenneth Walker, sweet Jesus. I mean, if it had a pound for every run he made or a euro, probably a euro is probably worth more now at this point today, but um, if it had a euro for every run or you know, every yard he made yesterday, I'd be a happy enough man this weekend in London. Yeah, um, I do... The only thing, anything I'll add on the, uh, the Chargers is why was Justin Herbert throwing the ball 51 times? <laughs> I think mean, that's just insane. Insane. Um, but anyway, the, the, look, uh, here, talk about getting things wrong. Um, I I owe Pete Carroll an apology. Not for what he did at USC. Still think that was wrong. But um, Pete um, was you know, got a lot of um, heat over the last few years in terms of what he was doing and how he was um, holding that, that team back. And my goodness, they have been fantastic. And him and the, the GM, and that is in turn their draft th- this year. Um, so Charles Cross picked in the first round, started every game thus far. Michael, you talked about Kenneth Walker. Um, he has 350 uh three yards since week five alone it, it like it cra- crazy abraham lucas taken in the third round started every game um brian taken in the fourth has um four force fumbles leads the nfl and um, Tariq woolen who is a candidate for defensive rookie of the year him and him and sauce has four interceptions um tied for first in the nfl the, their rookies have taken 2,111 snaps, the most in the NFL. They have gotten, up to this point, they have gotten almost everything right. They have made the adjustments that they needed to make on defense. They are explosive. And you saw Pete Carroll's coaching yesterday. Gino was really hot at, at one point, at a key point in the game, and came over and Carroll just... You know, calmed it, calmed the situation right down. Chino went down, made a uh, fantastic pinpoint throw to Tyler Lockett uh, after that. So, kudos to the Seahawks who are playing unbelievably well, sit atop the NFC West, and right now will have the number six pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Michael's going to make one more quick point on the Chargers. Um... I struggle with his offense because Colin has made a fair point. Why they thrown the ball 51 times? Well, they threw the ball 54 times against the Broncos on, on Monday night and the highest reception was for 22 yards to Mike Williams. Mike Williams, who now is gone with a right ankle sprain and won't be playing for the next couple of weeks. And Keenan Allen is always prone to an injury here and there. He's been out for already a large part of the season. You'd worry about his consistency to stay in the game. And Aston Eckler is a great running back on his day, but there's no consistency to the run game. It's just not a fluid situation right now, offensively. And when they don't play well offensively, defensively, probably with the exception of the Broncos game, they haven't played really well this season. So, yeah, Herbert's going to have to carry them. And there's players like Palmer and Carter, the wide receivers, who a lot was expected of them, haven't really stepped up either. So, interesting few weeks ahead for the Chargers. I mean, they're four and three, so I'll put it out here now. I would give both my arms for Justin Herbert. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I don't think Herbert's the problem. But that's the thing. It's no, he's, he's not the, the problem. He, he's he's the solution. So like, yeah, I I, I think Steely's job's in line if he doesn't get the most out of him. And I'm, I'm talking about divisional 
championship that's that needs to be the limit or the, that needs to be the expectation for that team 